Hey there, Fellowship of Faith, Pastor Dave here, bringing you a video message from home. You've probably heard by now, but uh, my wife, Tina, as uh, well, she she fell. She uh, got nailed with COVID earlier this week, and so we're like three, four, maybe five days into our home quarantine right now. I'm uh, streaming to you right now from my uh, living room table, and um, you know, I was asking the people at Fellowship of Faith today, you know, like Steve and the elders and stuff like that, if they wanted to uh, maybe do the message, and they're like, uh, no. So, video message it is today. Here we go. For those of you live streaming, this probably won't feel any different, but for those of you who are sitting in-house, well, uh, hey, um, this is the best I guess we can do for this week, and hopefully we're better soon. So, here's what I want you to do. I want you to imagine a time that you've had to kind of like hold on to something and not let go. This can take a number of different things. Sometimes it's holding on to maybe someone's hand and not letting go because they're trying to get away or you don't want them to, to get hurt or, or harmed, maybe like your kid. But maybe it's been uh, of another format where you're holding on to something for your own life, for your own sake. A lot of you know that I like to rock climb. And whenever you start, of course, you, you, you feel great and you could, you know, you scale easily, but you, you know, so quickly into this, you, your hands and your, your forearms, you just, you lose strength and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't pull myself up again. Or, or imagine dangling from something. You see this in, in movies where someone is like dangling from something, holding on. Maybe right now, take hold of something, the side of your table or, or, you know, whatever it has to be and just grip strong. See how long you can keep that tight grip and at what point that it starts to fall apart. We've been going through Isaiah and Isaiah uses all these amazing images and metaphors to describe God using human ideas, human terms, and, and, and of course, human anatomy, not just by what um, he looks like, but by the things he does similar to a human. We've been talking this December about the ways God acts with his body, if I can put it that way, like a human. We talked about how God sits, and today we're going to talk about how God grasps, how God grasps hold. And there's three passages that I just want to kind of take you through this morning that really kind of flush this out, um, all about how God takes hold of people by the hand, with his hand. Imagine God's strong and mighty hand. And I'm just going to give these passages to you right off the bat. You can look them up at home, but I, I will read them for you as well. It's Isaiah 41, 13, Isaiah 42, um, really around verse 6, but the whole section, and Isaiah 45, 1. Now, all of this takes place in the context of what's called the Babylonian exile, meaning Israel's been sent out. The people of Jerusalem are no longer in Jerusalem. They've been, they've been banished. Banished not just by the people of Babylon, but in their understanding, banished by God himself. That God has finally sent them off. He, he's sent them out. Um, they wanted to be among other gods and doing their own thing. So he said, fine, and, and, and let them go. But now in this place of exile or banishment, feeling uh, alone, abandoned, forsaken, Feeling like a, a child almost wandering, wondering where their dad is or maybe drowning and waiting for him to take hold. And it's in this that Isaiah speaks about how God reaches out his hand. I want to read this passage to you. It's from Isaiah 41. Listen to what it says. But you, O Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, my friend, 
I took you from the ends of the earth, from its farthest corners I called you, and I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So don't fear, don't panic. I'm with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I love this next line. I will strengthen you and help you. And then he says, I will uphold you with my righteous hand. He goes on, all who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Though you wage war against you, uh, you will be as... Uh, let me say that again. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. For I am Yahweh your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. It's, it's, it's a great image, isn't it? I love the line of God reaching down his hand. You know, years back, I came across a pastor who, whenever he would sign off his letters, his emails, he would always write, in his grip, meaning God, in God's grip, in his grip. And it, and it so struck me that, that God has us in his mighty right hand, that God's hand is so big that we in the universe fit right there in his hand. And, and, and God's grip, it's on us, it's on our hand. It doesn't let go, so don't be afraid. You know, there's stuff raging around. There, 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 there's the earth falling out from under your feet. There's, there's scary places we find ourselves in. But you're there in God's hand, in his grip, and he doesn't let go. He goes on, and, and I really like how he goes with this image now. He's talking to Israel as his servant, even though Israel feels abandoned as God's servant. No, you are my servant, he says to his people. And he goes, don't be afraid, O worm Jacob. Oh, little Israel. At this point in their history, that's what they felt like. Uh, in the dirt, worms, insignificant, crushed, bait. But he says, I myself will help you. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. See, I will make you into a threshing sledge, new and sharp with many teeth. You will thresh the mountains and crush them and reduce the hills to chaff. You will winnow them. The wind will pick them up and a gale will blow them away. But you will rejoice in Yahweh and glory and the Holy One of Israel. It's amazing. You think of worms, right? They're in the ground, but what are they doing? They're aerating. They're creating tunnels. They're, they're, they're creating a network. You might be a worm, Jacob, but by my help and by my hand, you are going to overturn the earth. I'll hold you. You who are crushed, you're going to be mighty. You're going to do a work like a worm. And Isaiah goes on that it will be a work among the Gentiles. This is where Isaiah 42 picks up. See, Israel saw their, their lot, their, their place in life as being abandoned by God. But God had a different idea in mind. That though cast out and sent out, that at that place, God was going to use them most to bring his message of good news, not just to the people of Israel, but to a world in darkness. Listen to what he says. Here is my servant, whom I uphold. I love that hand in this imagery again. My chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. 
He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his law, the islands will put their hope. This is what God, Yahweh, says. He who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and all that comes out of it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it, I, Yahweh, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. I will use you, Israel, even in this time when you feel like a worm, this time of abandonment. I will use you because I have not let go of you. I am the one who has taken you by the hand to lead you into these places, and there I will do my work. Now, I want to bring it to the final passage, Isaiah 45. And it's a little bit longer, but it shows this actually playing out. Listen to what it says. This is what Yahweh says to his anointed. That's how English translate it. Hebrew, Mashiach. So let me put it this way. This is what Yahweh says to his Messiah. Who would you expect that to be? Jesus, right? Isaiah 45 says this. To Cyrus whose right hand I take hold to subdue nations before him and strip kings of their armor to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. Who is this guy Cyrus? Well, he's a, he's a pagan king, king of Persia, the enemy of Babylon, who is the enemy of Israel. See what Yahweh is saying is, Israel, I'm using you. I'm using you among the nations, and I will take hold of the nation's hands too to bless you. Even Cyrus, who is my chosen one that I take by the hand, I will give him the treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am Yahweh, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. For the sake of Jacob, my servant, of Israel, my chosen, I summon you by name and bestow on you a title of honor, Though you, do not, though you have not acknowledged me, so that from the rising of the sun to the place of its setting, people may know that there is none beside me. I am Yahweh, there is no other. I form the light and create the darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. You heavens above, rain down righteousness. Let the clouds shower it down. Let the earth open wide. Let salvation spring up. Let righteousness grow with it. I, Yahweh, have created it. Woe to him who quarrels with his maker, to him who is but a potsherd among the potsherds in the ground. Does the clay say to the potter, what are you making? Does your work say he has no hands? How many times do we question God? Question his motive, his reasoning, his, his methodology of doing something. This, of course, is nothing new. What ancient Israel had been doing but God is challenging them back. Do you trust me? Do you trust that I have the world in this hand, that I have you by the hand, but that I have others by the hand too? And that what you're facing. I'm working according to my purposes. 
What right do we have to question God? Instead, he invites us to trust him. Simply trust him in it, knowing that his hand is upon us and we are in his grip. He says, it is I who made the earth and mankind upon it. My own hand stretches out the heaven. I will raise up Cyrus in my righteousness. I will make all his ways straight. He will rebuild my city and set my exiles free. And it's exactly what he did. This idea of God's hand is an idea of God at work, but God at work holding us in his grip, which kind of circles back around to you. You know, last week we introduced to you this, uh, this idea of the Christmas message as one of good news of great joy being brought by God to people and people then sharing that good news with others. We live in a world, I think, more than ever that needs to hear the good news that God is a hand and we're in his grip. And what Isaiah seems to suggest to me is you've got a role to play. God is at work, but God is at work through you, leading you by the hand to let you be a light among the Gentiles to others. And so that's what we encourage you to do. Encourage you to Share that good news of great joy to those in exile. We, we talked to you about shooting a video, kind of like I'm doing right now, but a shorter one of, of just sharing part of that Luke 2, 1 to 14 message. Go ahead right now. Just pull out your camera. Do it right in church. Do it right at home. I don't really care. Do it as soon as the service is done if you want to wait. And just record yourself reciting part or all of it. And then hop on our faith training webpage and just post it up and share it yourself with your own friends or or in your own social media networks. It's just an idea, a way of starting to practice becoming intentional about getting the word out there. So, okay, enough from me here today. I'm going to be tuning off. Thank you guys for your prayers through uh, our own COVID shutdown. I hope you stay well. For those of you who are in the midst of this like we are, hang in there, enjoy your own little exile, and uh, if all goes well, I hope to see you in person next week. God bless.